Amen. So here we are. It's, uh, it's the Sunday of Thanksgiving weekend, and uh, I want to talk about being thankful today. I, I, I read something, a, a number of women were surveyed about what they were most thankful for at Thanksgiving time. Uh, one of them said, I'm really thankful to have teenagers because they give parents the opportunity to learn a new language. Yeah, a lot of us have been there, right? Another lady said, I'm thankful for husbands who tackle the little jobs around the house because they mess them up and then you can get a professional. <laughs> and then there's a woman who said, I am so thankful for children who are incredibly polite, always put away their things and clean up after them. They're such a joy that you hate to see them go back home to their own parents. <laughs> so I was doing a bit of simple math, and this is the 31st Thanksgiving weekend that um, since we moved as a family to Long Island, uh, what that means is you kind of approach this weekend, or I do, or this Sunday thinking, okay, so what angle do I find to preach about Thanksgiving for the 31st time? And um, my mind went to a particular passage of Scripture. My mind went to Psalm 100, and I thought, that's a terrific idea, Rog. Now, then let me tell you something that happened about three days ago. You, you know how Facebook puts up memories from years gone by? And Facebook threw up a picture in my memory, and I discovered that I preached on Psalm 100 on Thanksgiving Sunday about four years ago. I was totally oblivious to that. It was obviously a great sermon because I didn't remember it. <laughs> um, so now I have two sermons from Psalm 100. I have the one I preached three or four years ago, and then I've got a brand new one for this morning. But I think Psalm 100 is a great place to land. And, and, and here's the thing. For, uh, some of you are aware of the fact that every evening for years now, I've, I, I read through the book of Psalms. I just read a psalm in the evening that kind of helped me to just calm down and think about things and what, whatever. So I do, the, I do that every evening. And then when when, when the great plague hit in the spring of last year, I, st I, I thought, you know what, I'll just do that live on Facebook, I'll read. And um, I really wanted to stay connected with people when we couldn't be together. That was the idea. And I also wanted just to share Scripture because unless we keep our attention focused on God, we're going to be driven by panic and fear down a road we don't need to go down. And, and so I started reading, reading every night. And so I do that. And um, most of you, many of you will know there's 150 psalms in the book of Psalms. So, you know, two and a third times in a year, I get through the whole book. But every time I come to Psalm 150, I start then again the next night at Psalm 1 from a different translation. So it sounds slightly different, except there are two psalms that I always read in the King James Version, because that's the way God intended them to be heard. <laughs> I read the 23rd Psalm, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I read that in the King James Version every time I come to it. And the second one is Psalm 100. 
I read that in the King James, and that's where we're at today. In fact, the person who puts all this information that's on the screen into the computer said to me, you're not really going to use the King James Version, are you, Dad? (laughs) And I said, yes, I am. So here's where I wanted to land today, Psalm 100 from the King James Version. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, He is God. It is He that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. Be thankful unto Him and bless His name For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Psalm 100. In fact, in the 1500s, there was a French composer by the name of Louis Bourgeois who wrote a tune, and they amended the words a little bit to Psalm 100 so it could be sung. And the tune was known as the Old 100th. And Psalm 100 in in some traditional church circles is still known as the old 100th. And that's what I want to look at today, because here's the thing. I don't know how your Thanksgiving Day went. I hope it went well. Ours was really busy. We were in Texas with our son and and our four grandchildren there. So it it was a great time, you know, crowded house, kids running around. It was fantastic stuff. But it was like parade, food, football, dessert, football. <laughs> you, you, you know what? And, 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 and I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm saying, you know, and, and for some of you, probably at some point in the day, you may have paused to say, let's just say what we're thankful for. But maybe there wasn't a lot of actual Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving day. So what I'm saying is maybe today's a good day to focus on how thankful we are to the God who loves us, to the God who saved us, to the God who cares for us, and to the God who provides for us. This morning's a great opportunity to say, hey God, you know, now that the party's over, we just want you to know this. We are incredibly grateful to you. Amen. And, and Psalm 100 is encouraging us in that direction. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord all ye lands. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. This verse does a couple of things. Number one, it claims the world for God, right? The whole earth, you ought to be praising God. It calls for everybody to enthusiastically give thanks to God and bless God. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all ye lands. Actually, if you look in the Bible, there is no such thing as... uh, like half-hearted, indifferent praise. Praise is always fully expressive. Psalm 150 verse 3 says this. It says, praise the Lord with a blast on the trumpet. Praise by strumming soft strings. Praise Him with castanets and dance. Praise Him with banjo. Really? Praise Him with banjo and flute. 
Praise him with cymbals and big bass drum. Praise him with fiddles and mandolin. Let every living, breathing creature praise God. Hallelujah. With whatever you've got, every living, breathing creature Praise God. You know, I've heard so many times they, folks refer to Psalm 100 verse 1 and, you know, they, they do it kind of, you know, humorously and it's like, hey, it says make a joyful noise. The way I sing, that's what I do. But it's not about singing off key. Psalm 100 is about celebrating the King of Kings with all you've got. Praising God with everything we can put into it. All the earth. Psalm 24 and verse 1 reminds us of this. The earth is the Lord's. This is a great thing for us to remind ourselves of regularly, folks. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all who live in it. For he founded it on the seas and established it on the waters. This world belongs to God. The people of this world were created by God and for God. And he is the one who is above all. In fact, in the Old Testament book of Job, when, when God was speaking to Job uh, in the middle of his trials, in Job 41 and verse 11, he says this. God says, who could confront me and get by with it? I'm in charge of all this. I run this universe. Our great-granddaughter, Riley, I, I heard a few weeks ago, was very excited when something dawned on her. And she said to her mother, she said, I feel special at church because granddad's the principal. <laughs> you didn't know that, did you? The Bible reminds us, and God says here to Job, he says, hey, listen, I'm in charge of all this. I run the universe. And some of you this Sunday morning might need to hear that again. God's reminding you, listen, I'm still in charge of all this, and I run the universe. The earth is the Lord's, and so is everything that is in it. God is God, and God is over all. And, and I want to tell you this. After almost two years of fear, confusion, anger, resentment, this is a great truth for us to reaffirm. Listen, folks, the earth is the Lord's. There's a lot of chaos and there's a lot of fear. I've got to be careful where I go right now because I could go to a place I probably shouldn't go to. But, but here's, here's what I'm going to tell you. Jesus came to deliver us from the fear of death. Hebrews tells us that. He came to free those who all their lifetime were prisoners because of the fear of death, right? And he did that. He did that because he broke the power of death and gave us the promise, gave us the gift of eternal life. And what has happened in the last couple of years is our whole world has been encompassed, it seems, by the grip of the fear of death. 
And that's not how Jesus wants us to live. In fact, that's what He came to free us from. I didn't say don't do whatever you think you need to do to look after your health, but what I am saying is you don't need to be afraid of death. And don't let the fear of death take you prisoner again. Listen, I would rather not get a disease. I would rather not get sick with that disease. I would rather not die from that disease. But the reality is this. I refuse to live my life in fear of anything. Because in case you didn't know it, you will never leave this earth one second before God planned when He wrote the story before you were born. God's got this. God's got you. Don't forget it. Anyway, back to script. But you know, one of the things we do need to remind ourselves of, but, but certainly those of us that are Christ followers this morning, we need to take opportunities to remind others of. And that is this, God's still God. The Lord still reigns. God is over all. And, and, and I want to encourage you to, to make that your message whenever you can. Because if folks aren't hearing that from us, then probably not hearing it at all. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all ye lands. Praise God, folks. God's God. God's on the throne. God is fantastic. And God is over all. Listen, we know that Jesus is the hope of the world. But the truth is that we are the hands and feet of Christ. And the only Jesus that most people will see is the Jesus that is in you and me. So you know what that means? It means that we are the hope of the world. Because where is Christ? Christ is in us. And what we need to do is remind everyone that we are able to that, listen, God's the king of the earth. God's over all. Refocus your thinking. Refocus your attention. Make a joyful noise to the Lord. There is so much to celebrate when you look towards the heavens, but there is so much to depress you if you get bogged down in the mud of the craziness of earth. Make a joyful noise to the Lord. Then it goes on and it says, serve the Lord with gladness. Serve the Lord with gladness. There, there's a guy I know, I, I first met him when I was in my 20s. And um, he was pastoring near to where we were. And then he went to Malaysia to be a missionary and spent a lifetime um, as a missionary in Malaysia. And he is now retired. And uh, he's older than me because a few people are still. And uh, so he's older than I am, but I see, I see often on a weekend, he will post on social media, and, and here's what he says, the privilege continues. Tomorrow I will be preaching wherever. I love the phrase he uses, the privilege continues. The privilege continues. He is clearly serving the Lord 
with gladness. Serve the Lord. That's the encouragement of Psalm, Psalm 100. And, and, and you know, serving God isn't just about what you might do to help Sundays happen. Heck, you know, when it comes to serving, this isn't from my lips, it's me repeating what others have said. This church comes behind no other that folks have seen when it comes to serving. I mean, if you just think back, three weeks ago, three weeks ago today, we, we, were, we were just celebrating the fact we had 17 people who'd given a week of their year and, and paid their own way to go down to the Dominican Republic, had, had provided a number of health clinics for several hundred people who got no health care whatever, had demolished and then completely rebuilt the kitchen portion of a lady's house and put in there all the appliances that she needed, had, had built a new classroom for a school. Now, that was three weeks ago. Then two weeks ago, um, no, that was, that was recently. That was two weeks ago. And then, and then last Sunday, last Sunday, we were celebrating the fact that we had been able to provide Thanksgiving food for 750 people. That was last Sunday. All right. Now, that stuff doesn't just happen. A lot of people are involved in making that happen. And then today, we're here, and many of you will be aware of that fact, but there were, there were 300 hot Thanksgiving dinners that went out of here on Thanksgiving Day this past week. I... Like, those are just kind of numbers, but then you look at the logistics of, you know, how much of whatever that was. I think it was 21 turkeys, 200 pounds of potatoes. And uh, by the way, if you're in Mastic Beach area, TJ's Heroes. If you're not, drive over to Mastic Beach. TJ's Heroes. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. He donated, cooked, and carved all the turkey for us. He... They gave us, they gave us 200 pounds of potatoes, and they gave us two cases of gravy, and they gave us, you know things aren't, you know, some things are hard to get just now, because they're on containers somewhere in the Pacific, right? And, uh, and to, but to get the, the actual things, you know, container things that you put the, di the, the dinners in, you can't get them some places. So he gave us all the containers that we needed to serve, okay? TJ Heroes, Mastic Beats, okay? But you know what? Thank God there is so much goodwill in the hearts of people. And in this church family, so much effort, so much work, so much preparation, serving the Lord. But you know what? Serving the Lord isn't just about Sundays or about outreaches either. Here's what it says in the book of Romans, Romans 12, about serving the Lord. It says, so here's what I want you to do, God helping you. Take your everyday ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. So the Bible's here saying, look, in your, in your everyday, ordinary life, just recognize you're serving God. 
You may say, well, you don't know where I'm going to be going to work later today. Uh, no, I don't. You don't know who I'm going to work alongside. No, I don't. But here's what I'm going to tell you. Every day, wherever we may be, we need to turn what we're doing Godward. Say, you know what I'm doing here, first of all? I'm here representing God. Remember, Christ is in us, and Jesus is the Jesus in us is the only Jesus many people will see. Serve the Lord. Serve the Lord with gladness. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 31 says, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Do it with gladness. I love what it says in Psalm 126 verse 3, the Lord has done great things for us and we are filled with joy. The Lord has done great things for us, right? This is a great weekend and a great Sunday morning just to pause and just to remember that and say, you know what? The Lord has done great things for us. Why don't you turn to the person on your left and say, the Lord's done great things for us. If there's nobody on your left, talk to the air. It'll go somewhere. <laughs> I turn to the person on the other side of you and say, the Lord has done great things for us. Thank God. Thank God. Listen, listen, you know, you know one of the reasons it's so important for us to spend an hour away from everybody, everything else and everybody else? Because we really need to focus in on what's what. And you know what? Whatever pressures you might be facing in life right now and whatever might be causing you grief and concern right now, you know what? Sitting here this Sunday morning, every single one of us, I believe, could say, the Lord has done great things for us. He really has. And today's a great opportunity to acknowledge that and just to give thanks to God. Serve the Lord with gladness. Then it says, come before His presence. Come before His presence with singing. I, I, if there's one job in the world I wouldn't want to do, and some of you may do this, God bless you, I would not like to work in customer service. Because Years ago, they didn't call it customer service. They called it the complaints department, <laughs> right? They fancied up the name, but the truth is most people who contact customer service uh, have got some questions and some complaints, and, and I gather dealing with the public in that capacity can be a very, very taxing thing. I couldn't deal with that. As God's people, when we come together for worship, it would be really good if we could put thanking God and praising God first. Because it's so easy sometimes to come into church and maybe you just got here by the skin of your teeth because you really were not inclined to even be here today. And, and you're here, it's like, okay, let's see what they got. We got donuts. <laughs> now, you, you know, it's like, see, let, let's see what they got. Okay, I hope the band's good today. Our band's great every Sunday, okay? I just want to tell you that. 
in case you didn't notice. But it's like, I got news for you. The band don't do what they do for you. They do it for Jesus, right? Sorry, sorry. They're not worshiping you. They're worshiping the Lord. And they're encouraging you and I to worship the Lord. And they're helping you and I to worship the Lord. And, and, and the Bible encourages us. It says that we should come before him, come before his presence with singing. You know, be positive when you come to the house of God. Now, let, let me just say here, I really believe that when it's physically possible, it is important for us to be in a church context. Okay, I do want to say that. And I don't mean any disrespect to anyone who's watching us online. I'm glad you are. And if you're watching us online because you've got concerns about your health at this present time, then uh, I'm glad that we're able to communicate with you this way. But here's, here's the issue. It's been so easy over the last year and a half and change to get into the habit of, uh, oh, you know what, we'll watch online tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes, like it's nearly 10 o'clock. You know, I'll catch it later. I've been to your house. Uh, I'll, I'll catch it later. And you know what? It becomes a side thing that we do. Whereas if I get up, get ready, get out the house, come to a location with other people, I am actually making a commitment to God in doing that that actually worshiping God is important to me and worshiping God is something that is essential for my life. And, and I want to encourage you in that. The Bible, you know, the Bible says, you know, we should come before God's presence, do it positively, come into his presence with singing. And the fact that we carve out a couple of hours a week to get here, to be in the service, uh, to go where we got to go next, the fact that we take that time shows that God is a priority for us, Amen. right? And, and a service on a screen is not an afterthought. Now, some of you watching online may just have totally misunderstood what I was trying to say. And, and I did not say don't watch us online. I'm glad. Some of you couldn't be here if you wanted to because you're in other parts of this country or in other countries. And we're really glad that you count yourselves as part of us. But I am saying if you could be here, this needs to be a priority. It's good. I'll say that again and see if it gets more than two amens. I, Hey, it's worth a chance. Okay, if you could be here, I want to encourage you to make this a priority. Amen. Really do. There is nothing quite like it. You know why? Because, you, you know, the psalmist said this. He said, I was glad when they said to me, let's go to the house of the Lord. And it's like, it's a wonderful thing to be able to start the week by going to a physical location, and I know God doesn't live in this building, but to go to a physical location that's separate from everything else and everybody else, to come into a place that you can leave your guard down when you walk in the door, to be amongst people that are like-minded, to, to, to do your best to switch off from everything else and just to focus on God and to give thanks to God and to praise God. And I'm not talking about what you're getting out of it. I'm talking about being here for what we can give and we give our thanks and our praise and we give honor and we give glory to God. That's what it's really all about. Amen. 
Psalm 95 and verse 1 encourages us. It says, come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Our praise to God should be something that's enthusiastic. Come before His presence with singing. And, and then it goes on and says this. It says, know that the Lord is good. Now, I've got to tell you something here, which I only noticed this morning. That's actually a typo on my part. Actually, the next part of the psalm says, know that the Lord is God. How many of you found that autofill, autocorrect doesn't like you writing God, right? And if you go to type God, it'll fill in with gobbledygook because it doesn't like saying God, right? So know that the Lord is good. But actually, that helped me out there because both are true. Both are true. Both are good things to remind ourselves of, that the Lord is God and the Lord is good. Right? So those, those both work out really well. Verse 3, know that the Lord is God. It's He that has made us and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pastures. I think I've shared with you before when, uh, when as a family we were... Uh, in the process of becoming United States citizens, part of that process was we had to go for interviews. And uh, in the interview, we knew that they, they, they ask you questions. There's a test, and they, they can ask you. They give you a list. It's kind of ahead of time. They can only ask questions from this list, but they lied. And, and then they... And then they'll ask you 10 questions and you've got to get them. And, and they, were, they were fine. So we were separated. We were with different interviewers. So I'm in this room with this lady sitting across the desk from her. And, and she says, um, what holiday is 4th of July? Independence Day. I'm doing good, right? Name the three branches of government. I've got that. And then, uh, then she said, who's the mayor of New York City? It wasn't a senior moment because I was 20 years younger than I am now, all right? But my mind went blank. Like, who is the mayor of New York City, she asked. And I'm like, I said, you know what? I, my mind's just gone blank. Give me a second. And then I, then I blurted out. I said, I'm, his name's coming, honestly. I, I can't stand the guy. <laughs> right? And as I said that, I'll explain why in a moment. As I said that, I looked beyond her over her shoulder and behind, behind her was a picture of her shaking hands with Rudy Giuliani. And I said, it's Rudy Giuliani. Actually, my beef with Rudy Giuliani at that time was that we were heavily involved in helping the homeless in New York City. And Giuliani, when he was standing for re-election the second time, said, I will drive the homeless out of New York City. Sooner or later, they'll, be, they'll realize it's better to be homeless in Florida than in New York. And so that put me, you know, so that was, that was why. So all you fans of Rudy Giuliani, hey, I've got his book on leadership now. I recommend it to others. And uh, he redeemed himself in my eyes. But anyway, you know, who's the mayor of New York City? I don't know. Sometimes we forget things we know, don't we? That was a great relief to hear it affect some of you as well, right? Sometimes we forget stuff we know. And sometimes if we're not careful, we forget who God is. 
And that's why the Bible says this, know that the Lord is God. Know that, remind yourselves, the Lord is God. Remind yourselves, the Lord is good. And you might be in a place this morning where, 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 where life is sapping the energy out of you. And I want to encourage you, remember that the Lord is God. Remember that the Lord is good. Sure, we know it as a statement of fact, but sometimes we just need to remind ourselves, God's still God and God's still good. Absolutely. When you are going through the darkest times in your life, remember the Lord is God. And remember the Lord is good. I'm going to tell you a hard part as well. When you're going through a good time in life, remember the Lord is God and not you. And you didn't do all this by yourself. And remember that if you're in a blessed time of life right now, it's because the Lord is good. Know the Lord is good. Psalm 100, verse 5, the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endureth to all generations. Let's thank God this morning for who He is and for where we are because of His goodness and because of His blessing. Let's make a point of representing Jesus so this sad, divided world is reminded that there's a God who's above everything. He's a good God. Let's give God the praise that is rightly His. As the band come back up just now, and I want to encourage you, um, you know, unless you've really got to, stick with us for the final song. And, and here's a second thing I want to encourage you to do. Sing it. No, actually sing it. I know some of you might think, well, I don't do that kind of stuff. You know, the Bible over and over again encourages us to express our praise and our worship to God. But before we do that, I'm going to invite you, if you would, to stand just now. And I'd love for us all together to read Psalm 100. You good with that? All right, read out loud. You won't scare the person in front of you if you make your voice hurt. Well, you may, but it doesn't matter. All right, Let, let's, let's read it together. You ready? Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye land. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Amen.